What is going on? Hey, thank you so much for spending time with me today here on The Shaleen Show. I just want to give you a little disclaimer before we start. I typically try to record shows on Monday and Wednesday that have very specific, actionable takeaways. I want there to be something for you to do with the information. I'm not someone who ever wants to waste your time. Having said that, today, I just have to be honest and tell you, this episode is me just trying to think through things. I don't know if it's going to help you, but I have to process some of what I've been thinking and feeling about. And the majority of the time when I feel this and I'm going through this, my audience is too. You are the lifers. So thank you for reading the title and going on this journey with me. I don't know where we're going to go. I haven't prepared anything. I don't have a script. I'm sure I'm going to mess some things up. I'm positive I'm going to offend some people. I'm also positive that I haven't fully made sense of my thoughts and beliefs. I kind of just need to process this. And I'm hoping this is the right venue. And I'm hoping that you'll give me your grace because, again, some of the stuff I just, I really haven't formulated exactly what it is I want to do with this information or how I want to respond or or even what I think about some of these things. Oh, I'm already feeling a little nervous about doing this. But all right, here goes. Let me be honest and tell you where this idea for today's show came to be. So depending on when you're listening to this, just a couple of days ago, a very, very well-known online internet guru, I'll just say it was Gary Vaynerchuk. So if you don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, I did an, a previous interview with him, and I will link to that in my show notes, kind of about family and hustle, etc. I'm sure you know who he is. But if you don't, go ahead and check him out online. He's super well-known on YouTube. He speaks at a lot of conferences that I speak at. He's an entrepreneur, teaches entrepreneurship, teaches marketing, talks about these things. He's very fast-spoken, and he's super entertaining, like crazy entertaining, very funny. I think he's a New Yorker. He tends to attract a more, a younger male audience. All that being said, I interviewed him several years ago. You can listen to that episode if you want in the show notes. But yesterday, kind of like out of the blue, he just suddenly posted a picture with him and his girlfriend. And the internet was shocked. Like everyone was like, what? And I think the reason why people were shocked is because it came out of the blue. This is a guy who in recent years has kind of shifted his messaging to say like, you know, it's about family, giving his wife credit for much of his success, trying to kind of dial back his messaging, his like work hard, hustle, hustle, hustle messaging and whatever. I mean, that's neither here nor there. My point is people always knew that he had this wife named Lizzie and his two kids. And he was very private about his family, never included them. This guy's like wildly popular, maybe again, more so with the younger male demographic but wildly popular and people always would say, ask me like, what do you think about him? What do you think about his messaging? And my point is, as it is with anything, you know, there's something out there for everybody that serves a lot of people. It might not be what I agree with. It might not be the way that I teach, but we have to accept different opinions, different approaches, different styles, etc. There's got to be something for everyone. Okay, here's the part that really bugged me is under that post. Like, it caught most people off guard. The guy doesn't talk about his family. I personally have no idea if he's still married or if he divorced a year ago. I don't know, and I really, I don't care. 
But because I don't know, I don't know if this is a girlfriend and he's still married. I don't know any of those things. And really, frankly, neither does any of the other millions of people that commented under the post. What really bugged me about this post was the sheer volume of blue checks of other online internet networkers and social climbers who were like just so quick to just praise him. And I'm like, it's just weird. I personally think it's weird. And I commented under the post, not surprised, especially based on the interview that I did with him. I just wasn't surprised. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying I'm not surprised. It's hard to keep a marriage together if you're never together. Listen, I realize a lot of people get married who shouldn't be married. Who knows what the real story is? It's none of my business. This episode is about how there are things that I do or have done or professionally that when other people in that space start doing cringy things, I want to run away from it. Okay, now I want you to cleanse your palate and know that from this point forward, we're not talking about Gary Vaynerchuk. This isn't about Gary Vaynerchuk. This is really more about all those people who were praising him. And, you know, like, I mean, like really kind of, if I'm going to be honest, kissing his ass for posting a photo of a new girlfriend when they don't know the story. I mean, they couldn't possibly know the story. There were hundreds of blue checks who were doing this. And I thought to myself, like, why are they doing that? Well, they're doing that because they're trying to get his attention. They're trying to associate with him. And a lot of these people who were doing that were people who, in some instances, I'm in the same space as them. Like they teach business and marketing or maybe they're a fitness influencer or they're just like, they're a blue check, whatever. It just felt really cringy. And that's this thing that I'm struggling with is it feels like today, and I don't know if it's because of social media or YouTube or the internet or whatever it is, but it feels like there's almost no space. There are no industries that haven't been ruined or damaged by opportunists, like fake people, people who have poor intentions and they're phony And it's really starting to bug me. And every time that happens in a particular industry or something that I'm doing, or even like a circle of people that I'm hanging out with, I want to run. I want to run as I'm like pumping my arms as fast as I can. I want to run from that and go like, okay, well, then I'm never doing this again because I don't want to be associated with that person or this group of people because that's gross and that's cringy. And I was here for the right reasons. And I'm not like at all trying to sound like, you know, altruistic or like I'm Mother Teresa. I'm not. But I also don't want to be associated with certain behaviors. And lately, I've just been realizing, like, I need to get over this because it's everywhere. You can't think of an industry where this is not happening. Okay, so let me walk you backwards. So when I left the fitness industry, you know my story, especially those of you who are on Patreon. It started to feel really cringy unhealthy. It felt like it was being motivated by money and that people really didn't care so much about people being healthy, but just losing weight to sell more things. And I just, I didn't want to be associated with it. I didn't like the way that it felt. I wasn't comfortable with some of the things that I was being asked to do. I wasn't, I'm looking back, I'm not comfortable with some of the things that I said and did. And when I kind of like woke up and was like, this doesn't feel right. I just, I need to flip a 180 and really focus my time and efforts in another industry. And you know, what industry could be better than personal development? Like how could that be 
an industry where people were opportunistic. Like you're just trying to help people live a better life. You know, if I just start sharing just what I do, how I live my life, and people can take it or leave it. You know, so here's what I do. I wake up at 4.30 or 5.30 a.m. and I go and work out. This is what I was teaching, right? So I started this course called Smart Success. And I would talk about, you know, just how we lived our lives. And if this works for you, great. If not, that's fine too. But here's the systems that we put in place in our family and in our life. And, you know, work out early and drink your lemon water and have a to-do list. And this is how the two of us prioritize our marriage and our kids. And we did that authentically. And a lot of other people got into that. I'm not saying like we started it by any means, but I'm saying like a lot of people in probably about the same time, I'm trying to guess about what year we started doing that. I think probably 2010, 2011. Yeah, roughly. A lot of other people started getting into that space too. And a lot of people were, frankly, complete phonies. And I would meet them. I knew that people were having affairs or that their marriage wasn't real and the things that they were trying to sell people into and just like sell, sell, sell. And they were selling this image. And I knew we weren't doing that, but it grossed me out. And it, again, felt really cringy. And I'm like, you know what? We don't need to do this. We don't need to be in this space. And I would let the criticisms of people who were in that space, I would you know, hear like maybe other people talking about them or maybe watch a anti-personal development YouTube video and it would start to get in my head. I would think, yeah, that's true. What business do I have telling anyone what we do in our marriage and think that that could help somebody else? And it would get in my head and it would make me think, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't be doing this either. Yeah, those people are bad and people have found them out and I don't want anyone to ever have these kinds of criticisms about Brett or myself, and we don't need to do this. And so even though we weren't doing anything wrong, it made me feel, I don't want to say guilty, but almost like guilty by association or having this fear that people would associate me with those kinds of people. And so even though we weren't doing anything wrong, I knew we weren't. And even though people are always going to criticize you and say things that aren't necessarily true about you, I would think to myself, well, you know what? Then we don't actually need to do this. Let's just do something else because we have a lot of different ways that we can help people. Let me just figure out a problem that I've had to solve for myself and I'll just focus on that. All right. Well, I've said this many times before. The reason why I've had success in fitness is not because I know the most about fitness. It's because I really kind of understand solving a problem for people and then how to market that and how to set up websites and set up a digital business how to get started, how to build an email list, how to build a social media following. So I started doing that. And today I'm still doing that. But yet there's so many people in that space that make it feel cringy who are telling you you can make seven figures, eight figures overnight and it's going to be easy and anyone can do it. And it's not true. And I hope I've made that perfectly clear that it's not that easy. Yes, some people can do it, but not all people can. I've always said everyone has the ability to make money online. Not everyone has what it takes to be a business leader. Not everyone has what it takes to invent something. Not everyone has what it takes to lead a team and to build a six-figure, a seven-figure, 
business. And very few people, very few people have what it takes to build an eight-figure business. And I would start running in these circles where people kind of did the same thing that Brett and I do. And when you do that, and there's more people who are showing up into this space and more and more people showing up into the space, it's just inevitable that scammers, frauds, and opportunists are going to show up in that space too. And the problem is, my problem, the challenge that I have is when the opportunists, the frauds, the scammers, when they show up or when I, maybe sometimes not even they show up, maybe they've been there all along, but once I discover that they're there, like I take off my rose-colored glasses, the challenge that I have is I don't stand my ground. I then want to run away from that industry, that group of people, that association. I don't want to be associated with those things. I'm struggling right now because there's no place I could run that is free of opportunists, of people who are out to scam others, of people who are not good people with good intentions. There's nowhere to hide from this. It's everywhere. Like I was thinking about it. Even the, like the medical industry, right? Obviously, you know, I'm going through this whole lawsuit and I'm really working to change the laws to protect patients. I don't think it comes as any surprise that there are a lot of problems and corruptions with standardized medicine. And so then I started really digging deep into naturopathic healing, doctors who take a, a holistic approach to treating the person. And lo and behold, the same thing happens. I just learn that there are these, even in that industry, there are these people who they just take advantage and you walk into their office and you're not going to leave without 55 bottles of supplements, you know, 20 of which you don't need. And they're going to put you on a crazy cleanse that you don't need and recommend all of these tests that they get kickbacks for. And, and so, you know, there are good doctors in the standardized medical community. There are great doctors who are plastic surgeons. There are great doctors who are naturopaths, but there are also in every single industry, it doesn't matter what it is, there are opportunists, fakes, gurus, and scam artists. Whether it's politics or dog breeders or philanthropists or theology or fitness, I mean, it's in every single industry. It's in every type of profession you could consider, whether it's email marketing or podcasting or beauty industry, journalism, caregivers, people who are in network marketing, motivational gurus, lifestyle bloggers, TikTok stars, Instagram influencers, best-selling authors. I mean, even the Vatican is wrought with controversy. My apologies to those of you who are Catholic. My apologies to everybody because you work in an industry, you work at a job, you are a part of a community where the same thing is going to happen. And I'm just trying to make sense of it. There's a part of me that wants to move to an island or be on my own island and not associate with anyone. <laughs> there are just, there's so many people who I get DMs from you saying like, hey, how come you don't hang out with this person anymore? How come you're not, you don't feature so-and-so anymore? What happened to you and such-and-such? And I don't want to get into it because they're doing what they want to do. I just don't agree with it and I don't want to be associated with it. But maybe you do and that's for you to decide. And a lot of people love those people. A lot of people fall for it and they fall in love with these charismatic personalities that's the thing. 
Today's episode of The Chalene Show is sponsored by our friends at Organifi. You've heard me talk about them probably way too many times, but it's because the stuff is so good and it's helpful, especially if you're dealing with brain fog or ADHD or you just want to have a quicker memory. So many products, but my favorite is Organifi Pure. It comes in a little packet or you can get it in a tub now, which is super convenient. I prefer the little packets. I dump one of the Pures into my water and then I have Organifi Immunity. These are two different products. But these are the two that I'm obsessed with. Obviously, immune, why wouldn't you want to bolster your own immune response? But the immunity is great because it kind of has an orange flavor. And then the pure tastes a little bit like my lemon ginger water. So when I mix them together, it's literally, it makes me drink so much more water. And I know I'm getting my immunity. For example, it gives you 500% of your daily needs for vitamin C. In addition to that, it's got zinc vegan vitamin D3. Very, very important. So many people don't even realize that their vitamin D is insufficient and that's why their energy is low. That's why they can't lose their fat. The immunity product also helps because it bolsters your immune system. It's got an antiviral and antifungal and it really tastes delicious. I also love the pure. That's the one that I take for my brain. It's got 11 different superfoods. It's 100% USDA certified organic. It is clinically proven, this is huge, to boost brain-derived neurotropic factor. Why do you need to care about that? Because that's what makes you think more clearly. That is what helps to increase the neurogenesis. That's like your little connections in your brain and they connect faster. And that's the stuff that we need if we want better memory, if we want to feel mentally sharp, if we want to pull up information quicker in our heads, we want to be less forgetful, then we need to think about these things. A lot of their products are fantastic. Those are two of my favorite. I'm going to let you check out the rest of them. They are going to give you 20% off all of their products when you use code Shaleen. So you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. That gets you 20% off. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. Get 20% off. All their products are great. My favorites, Pure and Immunity. When it comes to influence, maybe that's what this is about. It's about influence. And for someone to have influence, in my opinion, you have an incredible responsibility. (laughs) It's a big responsibility. In order to have influence, you need confidence and passion. That's what people are looking for when it comes to influence. We want to know, okay, does this person make me feel safe? Because if somebody appears confident, then okay, I'm okay. I can listen to what they're saying. I can follow what it is they're telling me to do because they've got this confidence that makes me feel like I can relax and I can trust them. But the reality is there are a lot of people who do that and you shouldn't trust them because it's a bunch of BS. I mean, these are the people who they'll give you claims that no one can prove. They brag about their money and their influence and how great every area of their life is. And that they were making claims about their income or their success, the success that they achieved for other people. And it was total BS. The more somebody brags, the more somebody boasts, the more they have to. Does that make sense? Pick whatever industry you think is free of these types of individuals or these type of allegations, and then just type in the word anti and the industry. So you can type in anti plus size fitness anti-true crime, anti-MLM, 
anti-personal growth, anti-guru, anti-fitness, anti-social media influencer. You type in that word and hundreds of YouTube videos will pop up created by people who hate people who've been successful in that industry and who are going to find flaws in everything someone has said or done. Some of it's valid and some of it is not. And it can drive you crazy and it can make you question if in fact you're in the right industry and if you should get out of the industry that you're in. As a matter of fact, I dedicated a whole podcast to that trend. Like there's this whole trend and it tends to be a millennial female who loves and millennial male who loves to create and who have kind of garnered all of this attention for creating these anti-videos. Because for whatever reason, we enjoy seeing people fall. We enjoy hearing people get picked apart, especially people who are at the top. And so those videos, those types of channels have become incredibly popular. And that's sad, I think. I think it's good to be aware, but it's also sad that so many people have built a career based on picking apart and destroying people who are at the top of, of their career. Why not just let people figure that out for themselves? I don't know. That's my opinion. I did a previous episode on that. It was really well received. I'll put a link to it in our show notes. I hope that you'll listen to it. If, if this episode has you thinking, I want you to listen to that episode too, because that'll really help you understand like this whole, this whole culture of attacking other people. It's, it's weird. And it's getting to me, obviously. I'm struggling with this. You'll find that the people who are the most humble and the most quiet about their success are probably the people you can trust the most. And yeah, it does bug me that the, I don't want to say the average person, but like a lot of people fall for that. Do you know what I'm talking about? There are certain people, I watch them online and I think, who is falling for this? Who is attracted? Who would ever think that this is someone who I should take advice from simply because they post photos with their super expensive collection of purses and their private jet and their homes and their wealth and their cars and fancy trips. And then you see all these people that they hang out with and you go, oh my gosh, look how wealthy they are and how successful they are. They must have something that I need. And and we long for things outside of ourselves. And I think the person who's most vulnerable to these tactics is the person who they know something's missing. They know that they want transformation in their own lives and they see this incredible confidence and charisma and then they kind of make these people into deities or gods and they think that they're going to save them. And I'm telling you, no one is going to save you except you. If you have baggage or low self-esteem or negative self-beliefs, Going to somebody's conference is not going to cure you. It's not going to fix that. You're not going to get some magic bullet. You're not going to get some customized meal plan or be able to take a picture with them at the VIP event and your life is going to be better. That requires going to therapy. And I just, I don't like, it bothers me that so many people fall for that. By the same token, I do think it's really important for all of us to have mentors people who we learn things from, but we can't celebrate them as gods and to take everything they say as gospel. They are human and they are flawed. I'm here today because of amazing mentors, but I've had lots of mentors. I have mentors in business. 
who I just look at what they do in business. And frankly, if their personal life is falling apart and they have multiple affairs and their marriage seems like a sham, how am I going to take business advice from them? Really? How am I going to take business advice from them? Right. So like once I kind of get a little red flag of that, you know, I move on to somebody who might feel like they're better aligned with what it is I want for my life. But I've got business mentors, marriage mentors, faith mentors, parenting mentors, and all of them are flawed. I take what's useful for me and realize this is a human being. They are not a God. There's only one God. No one is perfect. No one is without their flaws. And there are lots of people who pretend like they're without their flaws. And those are the ones who are the most flawed. They are the phonies, the fakes, and the frauds. To me, those are the ones who are the most charismatic. And it would seem it's like the most obvious, like something doesn't add up here. And eventually those people crumble. Eventually it does come out. Like if it seems too good to be true, it probably is when you're talking about other human beings. And then we end up being hurt. It's happened to me. There are people who I'm like, I just adore this person. I love them so much. I want to introduce them to everybody I know. I think they're the greatest person in the world. I want to introduce them to my community. I want to put them on a pedestal. And then I find out something and I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself that I didn't go slower. I'm mad at myself that I didn't see the obvious red flags. And then I'll be angry with myself for using poor judgment for not listening to my intuition, for quieting my intuition, for putting myself, putting other people into this position where they could be taken advantage of by this person in every industry. Like, so some of you are going to say like, are you talking about so-and-so and and -and so-and-so? Dude, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about like dog groomers, doctors, network marketers, authors, podcasters, everybody. Like, There are people who lose sight of what is right and wrong in every single industry. And I have to remember that. And I can't outrun it. I mean, you can't, we can't outrun it. And in fact, maybe the problem is trying to run away from it is the problem. Because there are good people in every single area that I've just mentioned. There are people who do network marketing the right way. There are journalists and pastors and doctors and caregivers and bloggers and influencers and authors and and even gurus who are good people with good intentions, who do right by others, and their reputation has been marred by the opportunists who've shown up. And I didn't record this podcast to insult anyone or to disrespect anyone, and I'm certainly not calling anyone out again. Even when it comes to like the way some people network, if you listen to the episode I did with Jordan Harbinger, I'll link to it in our show notes. We talked about the difference between like using people and networking. And, you know, that's just my opinion. People who network the right way aren't thinking about what can you do for me? What industry are you in? How big is your Instagram following? Who do you know? Who can you introduce me to? People who network the right way meet someone and they go, you're a human. And you seem like a good human. I like you. And I'm going to try to think of a way that I can maybe help you if the opportunity should arise. But I'm not going to think about the opportunity for you to help me or how I can help you so that when an opportunity arises, you can help me. That, in my opinion, is an opportunist. And I think a lot of people approach networking from the standpoint of 
okay, I'm going to befriend this person because I can get something from them. I can get some status. I can use them for something. I'm going to be really nice to them. I'm going to cozy up to them. I'm going to buy them. Like whatever you're going to do, but you're not doing it because this is a great person or a nice person you just want to do. You're doing it because you're hoping you're going to get something from them. And I think that is an opportunist. That, in my opinion, is a user. I'm not interested. I don't like those kind of people. I want no part of it. I believe social media has normalized that. The people who we normally would never hang out with, we would have no interest in being friends with them in real life. We see that they've got a blue check or we see that they've got a lot of followers or we see that they have some kind of influence, whether it's in your community or your small circle of friends or your large network. You see Gosh, if I associate with this person, if I have their stamp of approval, if I kiss their ass, then I might get something from them. Maybe I can get them to do something for me. I mean, there are people who teach courses on how to do this, literally. Again, and I'm not trying to like promote Patreon or anything, but like I told the story on Patreon, so I'll just give you guys a little snippet of it here about this particular influencer who I really went to town. I really thought this was like an awesome, awesome person. I believed in them and I did a lot for them because of that. And it felt like it was reciprocated. I felt like this person really liked me. And then by accident, (laughs) I found out that I was a plan that they had kind of mapped out and scheduled the dates that they were going to reach out to me and like what to do and what to say in an effort to get into my network and to have me send emails about a particular promotion that they had. And when I found that out by accident, I was like, how did I fall for that? That seemed so real. I can't believe I fell for that. Who else has done this to me? And I was kind of mad and angry and and I really judged this person. And if I'm going to be honest, I still do. <laughs> I'm not proud of the fact that I judge people. But I also am not going to be a hypocrite or a liar and tell you that I don't. Like I I judge this person for that and I judge people who do that and I don't want to associate with them. The thing is, it works. That was a very effective technique that that person used with me. It was incredibly effective. I don't even want to tell you how effective it was, but it was super effective. And people who do that typically run in a circle with other people who do that. And guess what? It works. It really works. It's a very, very effective way of achieving a certain type of success. And when I say a certain type of success, meaning it's success how they define it. It's not how I define success. The way I define success is I want to be connected to people who are going to show up at my funeral and be legitimately grieving, like fighting for the microphone to give me a eulogy. (laughs) Those are the people I want to show up for. I am not interested in making connections with people who I don't really like, who I don't really think are that great of a person, simply because there's something they can do for me right now. I think that's a temporary win. And and maybe it's clearly what some people want. They're playing that game and they know they're playing that game. Case in point, recently, Brett and I, we have a, a couple that we, we like a lot. We like them a lot. Like they meet this criteria for us, but yet at the same time, they tend to 
run with the circles of people who I just don't think they would be friends with them if there weren't these opportunities to get ahead by association. And I'm telling you, this is a couple who they do a lot. They're givers. I would not by any stretch of the imagination call them users. Not at all. They're they're total givers. And we caught wind that they were connecting with someone who, in my opinion, is a total user. And I said to Brett, like, we should probably let them know who this person is. But like Brett said, they know. They they definitely know. And they're probably going to give to that person a lot. And they also know that there's a certain cost associated with it. And they've weighed the pros and the cons and they've made that decision. But Shalene, these are really intelligent people and they know that's not who they are and they know who he is. Okay. And that's the part that I still struggle with because even if I know someone is that way and I'm not, and I know I'm not going to be influenced by them, I don't want to be associated with them. I told you before you even started this episode, I don't have this figured out. I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe you can offer me some advice because I really feel conflicted by all of this. For me, I don't want to associate with these kinds of people, but yet I also know who I am. And is that a test of my integrity to stand and do what I know is right and to stand for what is right, even if it means standing alone? Like maybe I just have to stand my ground and stand up for who I am and continue to do what it is I'm doing and not worry about how other people in that industry or circle or whatever, how they are viewed. I have to remind myself that I am only accountable for my choices, not the choices of others. But in today's social media world, you are also judged by the people who you're associated with. Maybe I just have to learn to block that out. I don't know. I don't have this figured out. I want to surround myself with good people. I want to choose my friends and the people I associate with carefully because people's perception is reality. Like whatever it is you perceive is your truth. And I don't want to control people's perception. You can't control other people's perceptions. People are going to perceive you the way that they want to perceive you. I always say that I don't care about other people's perceptions, but I must. Otherwise, I wouldn't be struggling with being associated with industries or people or niches that become known as being opportunistic or loaded with scammers, people you can't trust. So I must care. I must care very much how people perceive me. And I guess that's because, oh boy, this is going to sound very like you know, whatever. It's because I try to do the right thing. I want to do right by others. It matters to me when I lay my head down at night that I've done the right thing. That I've done the right thing, that's all. I just want to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing for the right people at the right time. And maybe that means I just have to be a little bit more of an island or really, really careful about who I associate with because there's no outrunning this. It's everywhere. When I say it, meaning opportunistic people who are out to take advantage, they're everywhere. They're in every corner of society. There's no outrunning that. 
So I simply need to stand my ground and be very particular about who it is. I mean, do I really need to network with anybody? That's what's a real privilege of the place that we are in. And I don't know if it's my age or how long we've been in business or the you know, incredible financial decisions that my husband has made since we've turned our lives around after the gambling addiction. Like that was really a blessing because this man's entire focus is building our financial portfolio. And yeah, I get it. I get that I'm in a really nice situation. It's a place of privilege that a lot of people aren't in this position where I don't have to network with the unscrupulous. I don't have to worry about how many followers I have or what we're selling next. I don't have to worry about those things, which means I have more bandwidth to worry about, or I shouldn't say worry, to be more particular about the people who I associate with. And I really don't associate with it. Like I have my friends, but I don't need to social climb. I don't need to network. Every single week, every single day, I get these pitches oh, we've got to introduce you to this person. This person would like to have you on their show and this person would like to come on your show. And I'm like, it isn't just an honor to have you listen to the show. It's a responsibility that so many people listen to the show. So I need to say this. Number one, take everything I say with a grain of salt. It's worked for me. It doesn't mean you need to do it. If I say it, it doesn't make it the gospel. If I explain something It's just my perspective. You don't need to adopt my way of thinking. There's other people who have a better perspective, who know more, and you should listen to them. Mine is just one tiny little drop in the bucket. It's just my opinion. That's all. Don't take it as gospel. Listen to other people too. Do your research. Make up your own mind. And most of all, please know that I understand that I have a huge responsibility, that there are tens of thousands of people who listen to every single episode, that means I have a huge responsibility to be very, very careful about who I introduce to this audience. And that's why I pick guests from obscurity. You know, I get pitched these like big time New York Times bestselling author. This person knows this person and this person and this person. And Shalene, they've been featured on the cover of this magazine and they have 14 million followers. I don't care. I want to know, like, do they have something that my audience can do something with it? Otherwise, like, if they can't serve my audience, I'm not here to serve them. I'm here to serve you. I am telling you I'm going to be far more careful and picky and particular and finicky about who I bring on the show. Because if I'm being honest, there's been some people I brought on the past who I later found out, like, probably not the best person. Very few exceptions. I mean, there's very few of those people, but there's been a couple. And I don't feel good about that. I wish I could delete those episodes. Maybe I will. I'm just, I'm giving you my promise that I'm going to be really, really particular. I've declined just this week four big interviews where I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't have a previous relationship with them. I just don't know. And so I'm not going to take that chance. I'm not going to take that risk because I don't see the value and what they have to bring to the show. I love that we find guests who nobody knows about. Maybe they have like 500 followers, but they really are good people and they care about you. And that means a lot to me. 
Okay, so thank you for this therapy session that you've given me. I think what I've decided is that, yeah, I don't need to network with freaking anybody. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't freaking care who they are and how many followers they have. I don't care. I'm wearing sweatpants right now and a ponytail on top of my head. And I don't need to go out to parties. I don't need to network and hobnob with these people who know people. I don't care. And I don't need to care because I have you. And I have my Patreon members. And and I have my integrity. And that's everything. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you on Friday. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2022 details.